Film Pulse is supported by the kind donations from listeners like you. Please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash filmpulse for just $1 a month and help keep the podcast on the air. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 267. My name is Adam Patterson. We're joined today by Kevin Rakestraw. How are you, Kevin? Good. Good. That's good to, to hear. Uh, yeah, sure. Even uh, though the world seems to be falling apart. World's, world's garbage. garbage. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we took the week off last week. Uh, and now, you know, we've been talking a lot about these these allegations, sexual misconduct that have been thrown around recently in the industry. Well, guess what? Another big one dropped. Another biggie. Harvey Weinstein this time. Yeah. So. Yeah. And right after that one, too, is, uh, have you ever heard this? What is it? Screen Junkies? Yeah. No, it was. Uh, I, mean, I thought it was. Oh, maybe was not. it Screen Junkies? I thought it was. I think. Are they? They're the ones that do the trailer, the Honest Trailers. Is that them? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's the the guy from Honest Trailers. Yeah, he was, he was accused of uh, sexual harassment too, and then he he stepped down. So it's just it's like every week, which is great. I mean, it's not great. It's <laughs> it's great. It's no, it's not. I not. I didn't mean it that way. It's great that the, that these scumbags are getting called out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's. I wish that we didn't have to do that, but. Right. Out them all. That'd be awesome. So Harvey Weinstein. It was down. earlier in the week. It was announced that he lawyered up in in front of a an anticipation for a, an, a big article. Big bomb was about to get dropped mm-hmm. via the New York Times and the New Yorker, and then. I don't know, maybe a day later, it, the articles came out. Basically just rampant harassment. And he ended up getting... The, the lawyer that he got, what was her name? She's a big-time celebrity lawyer who... Oh, yeah. Is, is normally... She, she was normally on the other side. She was normally helping uh, victims fight their abusers in oh. court. She since dropped dropped him so she's she's no longer involved with it anyway as most of these things go he was fired from his own company and they're actually going to be changing the name now i don't know if you saw that but they're going to be it's not going to be the weinstein company anymore it's going to be something else did you read the the one thing where he he masturbated in front of the fox news reporter yeah like you know that was the other thing like a lot of this stuff was like weird behavior. <laughs> yeah. Like some of it, some of it actually, and, and I don't mean to defend him in any way, but some of it seemed like it was just like kind of the old Hollywood chauvinist producer stuff, you know, that you think of when you think of like the old style well, that's, yeah. Hollywood guy, which, which was harmless. But then you, then you have this, like he p- pulled her into like a kitchen and told everybody to leave and then started jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's a little i don't know what's going on with that it's a scumbag everyone should be fired from that company really if they all knew about it they're paying people off oh yeah and it's going like, what, for eight, th- yeah and it's going eight, eight settlements and it's going on for 30 years and now they're just gonna be like well we, we fired harvey it's all taken care of no it's not we're all we're all, we're all good we're gonna change the name everything's good we, yeah. we're the good guys again i caught we're, we're fighting for independent cinema because it went public. You knew him at the ship for 30 yeah. years and didn't do anything. I just feel like every week it's something. It's it's every week. some One of these assholes is getting caught doing something. And I, and I don't understand. Like, I can't wrap my head around why you would do that. Like, just be, be a decent human being. Don't be a fucking scumbag. Yeah. P- pretty much. Seems pretty simple. Yeah. At any rate... That's that's Harvey Weinstein. Probably won't be hearing about. Actually, we'll probably be hearing a lot more of him about him within the next week or so. But then we'll then he'll just disappear for a yeah, while, and then I he'll think. pop up. Someone will do some sort of like yes profile on his ass. Be like, oh, he's yeah. been working really hard for the last three years. 
He's really been working on himself. He's been getting better. He's been getting help. Give me a break. He's sober. Give me a fucking break. He's really he's really been doing a lot of soul searching. He's ready to come back. Yeah. Uh whatever. Uh movies this week. Gonna be talking about Blade Runner 2049. This is directed by Denis Villeneuve. I think we'll just go ahead and jump right into this one. Let's run this, get it over with. I have a synopsis here. A young Blade Runner's discovery of a long-buried secret leads him to track down former Blade Runner Rick Deckard, who's been missing for 30 years. I don't know why, but the fact that Blade Runner is in the synopsis twice, and it's one sentence, just makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) So they were... The, the filmmakers and and uh, pretty much everybody has been very clear that this is this is a movie you don't want to spoil, you don't want to talk about plot details, all of that stuff. But I don't think we can really discuss this movie without getting into plot details. So I'm just gonna give kind of a blanket no, spoiler we're gonna, we're warning. Gonna spoil it. I yeah, just before going into it, we're not gonna divide it into sections or any of that. It's just gonna be spoilers throughout. If you have not seen the movie yet. Just skip ahead. We'll have the time code. Just skip it ahead till after this review. If you've seen the movie, then uh, feel free to continue listening. I implore you. So this stars Ryan Gosling. Dave Bautista's in mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. for a little bit. I, I wanted more. I gotta say, I wanted I wanted more of Batista. I liked I liked where they were going with his character, and then he left us too soon. Robin Wright's in there. Obviously, some Harrison Ford action. Not a lot of Harrison Ford action. But he Mm-mm. he's in there. Jared, Jared Leto is in there doing his Mackenzie thing. Davis. I didn't know Mackenzie Davis was in this movie. Yeah, Mackenzie Davis. So she popped up on a screen. Yeah, so I I saw her in the the trailer and I was like, oh, she that's she's a good fit. She's a good fit for this for this one. I thought. And then uh, Anna de Armas is uh, she plays Joy. Sylvia Hooks. Mm-hmm. Yep. To me, to me Sylvia Hooks was the star. I thought she was the star out of everybody. She was pretty great. We'll get we'll get to that. Uh, Kevin, what did you uh-huh. th- what did you think of Blade Runner? Now, couple co- uh-huh. couple caveats here. Yeah. One, neither of us liked the original one. Neither yeah. neither of us were big fans of the original. Mm-mm. The other thing, this is a this is quite a long runtime. Now I know you have a you have a problem. Mm-hmm. You normally have issues with movies mm-hmm. with severe run. We'll call this runtime severe. This is a severe uh, runtime. I would agree. Yes. So that with, the, with that being said, mm-hmm. how'd you feel about this Blade Runner? First off, this move is too long. <laughs> just let's just get that off the table. We'll just clear that off. Put it off to the side, up in the top corner. I mean, it's fine if you had something to say that warranted two hours and forty nine minutes, or forty four minutes, forty five minutes, whatever it is two plus just under three hours if you had enough story for that go for it by all means but you honestly what you have here is like 42 minutes worth of story it's funny like i was i knew the runtime going into it and i don't mind long run times i'm not it, it doesn't matter too much to me and for the first probably hour 30 i was i was engaged i was fully engaged at some point after that probably hour and 30 mark it's i was like okay i feel it i feel the length i'm feeling the length at this point and yeah it's it's one of these movies that like the original it just keeps going and going going and going and it's not really doing anything we're just kind of like walking in place well a lot of the a lot of the scenes i feel are extended way past where they should be or need to be i just (laughs) i just i want like a super cut of this movie of Ryan Gosling's face because there's a lot of scenes where he's just trying to do this like no emotion thing but he has but this at the same time kind of like he has this like smirk he's he's constantly yeah. he's got this little smirk on his face <laughs> but he's also like kind of unhappy he's a little bit despondent mm-hmm. and it just it ended up creating this really bizarre face this look that he has in a lot of the scenes and so much of this movie is just the camera just on his face while he's making that face. And after a while, it just kind of became humorous to me. I just started giggling a little bit in my head because it's just it's, uh, it's an interesting choice face-wise, I guess. I don't think it worked. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just... well, one thing that worked for me was 
pretty much all the visuals, not, you know, excluding the face shots. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, thank God for that. The production design, top notch. Incredible. Holy, this, this has to win an Oscar. It's so good. I mean, it's kind of, it's, uh, it's a lot like the original in that. Yeah. For me, at least. I think you're probably in agreement here, too, where it's like really strong visuals, production design, absolutely fantastic, looks amazing. There's just nothing else here. Yeah. It's, to me, it seemed a little vapid. I mean, it, it a lot of people get a lot out of, it seemed, to, people seem to be getting a lot out of this movie, and people have certainly got a lot out of the original. But for me, it's just not there. Like, no, I think it's in the text. You know, and I think that maybe that's what a lot of people are doing here is they're kind of they're going off of the, the Philip K. Dick. You know, they've they've already ruminated about the, that story in itself, and they're just kind of projecting it onto this film. But I don't see I don't see the the crossover there. I don't see it coming into these films, right? Like especially this one where it's just like we have to find the kid, and you're like, okay. And then, you know, like, well, they set it up at the beginning, right? With this whole, the, the, we got rid of the, we're tracking down the old replicants and retiring them. And we have these new replicants, which they obey now. Right. 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 Yeah. But you never once really fully believe this obey thing because none of them obey. Right. Like, Ryan Gosling is constantly thinking, like, uh, well, maybe I'll just fib a little. And then even when he first interacts with, um, Sylvia Hook's character love, he's like, say Wallace's name three times, and she just doesn't. And you're like, okay, so they don't obey, so <laughs> they're kind of just like the old replicants, yeah. I guess? Yeah, there's not really <laughs> much of a difference there. And also, you're just like, is everyone a replicant? Are there even humans anymore? <laughs> are they just all replicant? Like, I don't know. There's no point to this. Like, everyone acts like a human. Well, I think Robin Wright was a human. Jared Leto was a but human. Could you? Yeah, but well, hell, you couldn't tell with him either. He acted like a goddamn robot. I think. Like, I think a you, lot of him was robotic. He seemed to have a lot of uh, implants and things going that's on. That's what I mean. A lot of enhancements. Just, at this point, you're just like, is there really a difference between these two, the replicants and humans? Yeah, and like, what's the big f and deal? Either way. Yeah. I think wasn't then, the so the premise of the original, and this is this is awful and it's going to make me sound completely stupid for this and unqualified to even talk about this but the the pro the, the in the original one the issue was that the the replicants were like killing people right like they got out of control and they were like yeah, they were like revolt they were revolting right because <laughs> they were made as basically slave units like sex dolls and slave workers and they were they got fed up with it and they <laughs> revolted, right? So that was that mm -hmm. was the point of the first one. And Deckard was a Blade Runner. He was they they were like you know we're gonna get rid of all of these things. But in this one, it's like okay, they come back and and what the he's just the it, it's like I don't under I don't see what the point is because if the replicants the new replicants are fine and everybody's cool with them, then just let it go. Like what's the big deal? And I don't, yeah, I mean, they're, like, they're working alongside the LAPD. Yeah. And they're, and the, the Dave Batista's, like, he has a farm. And he like just he wanted to be left alone. He just wanted to be farming his grubs and left alone. And, and, and there doesn't seem to be much of a difference between his model and the, uh, the, model. the Brian Gosling model. Although, did, did, yeah. did Gosling say he was an, an older model, too? Or did, or did he say I'm a no newer idea. model? I can't remember. All I know is, and this is how I look at this, they're all fucking replicants. <laughs> there's a, this there's a world of replicants. <laughs> it's just fucking replicants. Some of them can't handle the fact that they're replicants. Some are okay with it. Like, it's just kind of, after a certain point in time, it's just all kind of pointless. But I feel like it's, it's, like, such a, it's such a well, it's such a worn concept you know of it's like the same it's the same kind of stuff that you, they deal with in ghost in the shell and even ex machina which i thought did it in a better way than they're at least more interesting because the setup for this i think is interesting like it's it's a child that was born from a replicant like how the hell does that happen like well yeah then that's the other thing too <clears throat> you get when that comes up you're just like you know for me i'm not sure who's human 
who's a replicant, and now all of a sudden replicants can get pregnant, and it's like, what, what are we? What is this? What what is this world we're dealing with here? What is the point of this? Because now the replicants are humans, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, just figure it out, guys. Figure it out. Get everything defined, and then let's move forward with the story. Yeah. And then the the whole yeah, because like the big thing is the because that's the key to I guess starting this huge uprising, right? So Ryan Gosling starts thinking he's the kid, mm-hmm. right? Which you don't believe for a second because I thought it was just it was so poorly done. It's just there's no way that it's him. It just can't be because way they didn't do a really good job of hiding that right. fact. Right. I thought I, so, I, I like, also thought, man, that is going to be one hell of a coincidence if that's him. Like, well, yeah, things, that's what I mean. Had to like, line up so perfectly for him to be that the the one, you know. And plus, yeah, and they keep they keep like kind of revealing that info, but without outright saying that he is the one. And he just kind of starts believing that he is the one. And you're just like, well, if that's the actual reveal, like you guys did a terrible job of handling this. So this can't be the reveal. And then, of course, when it doesn't turn out to be, it's like, well, of course not. There's no way that you would you would handle things that way if that was going to be your right. ultimate reveal. Right. I, di- I didn't find that reveal to be shocking or surprising in any way yeah although i didn't know it it, i didn't know who the real kid was like i didn't i didn't just put it together that it was the girl i didn't either but i i do looking back i didn't understand that scene when he went to her to ask about the memories yeah and she looked at the memory and she's like crying she's like yeah that's a real one and you're just like why is she Right, crying. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what that was all about. I didn't know if that memory brought her to tears, like she was watching that memory and was just having a reaction to what she was seeing, or if it. I mean, as we later seemed, find out, it was actually her memory. So, yeah, it just all seemed kind of odd. Because at first you're just like, uh, why? Why is she having such a strong reaction to this? And then why does he get all pissed off and start smashing stuff? Why did they put that memory? <laughs> So they they put that memory in him so that he would eventually find her. I, I'm I'm confused about that. Why did they put the, that memory just, in in him? I think she just used that memory, I guess, with someone. I guess so it could live on. I don't know. Because she was very quick to say that she doesn't use real memories. That it that they that they manufacture memories. Like they create. Yeah. New well, it's illegal to use real. Right. Ones. She's uh So. But she's. But I but I don't understand why. Like just because she still has the memory. It's not like the memory doesn't exist. She still has it in her yeah. own head. I guess she's using it as a as a hope hope for the replicants. I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I I don't know that that's because if he never sees the tree, that dream is pointless. Well, because he didn't even remember the dream. Like he he didn't, well, he, he didn't, didn't he didn't even believe in it. He he didn't he didn't believe in it. He's like I know they're not real. Right. I didn't have a childhood. So no no one ever found the tree. No one cares. And what are the odds that he would find that tree and just suddenly see that date that's like buried on the trunk like that? I mean, yeah. the the pieces just had to fall so perfectly into place. Indeed. Indeed. This also has before I forget this has one of the worst sex scenes ever. Well, the, it's the, uh, it's and that's like the, that's the main scene. It's certainly it longer. Just goes on it just goes on yeah. forever. Yeah, it it is, and it's so long, so drawn out, and it's so silly. But also, I mean, it's you can see that they kind of get carried away with what they're like. They must have been really happy with themselves of having the two faces and the two bodies, you know what I mean? Like well, syncing them up. I, I thought it was, and it's like, I thought it was cool at first. I thought that that, I, did, I thought it looked cool, but then it, but then it keeps going. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, it's just too much. It's like too much of a good thing. You're like, all right, <laughs> I get it. I get it. You're sinking. It's, uh, it's cool looking, but <laughs> let's move on. I mean, I don't got all day. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, that the only reason that exists is so she could put a little tracker in his jacket, and it's like I think he could have could have come up with another way there, could have cut some time out. Yeah, not had that ridiculous threesome. Yeah, mm, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. I thought they were gonna do more with the 
the character, the the Joy character. I thought I thought she was going to play a bigger part because she seems to be. I mean, she's she's the love interest, and I thought at some point she was going to get a body, like an actual body, and but she gets killed, and there's no, there's no, there's no consequence to that. Like just done. He's just like kind of pissed, I guess. I, like he looked sort of sad when it happened, and yeah, and then that was it. And then I, that was it. He moved on. Yeah, which does seem odd that we spent so much time with her. I mean, they they like really developed that relationship. Yeah, and it just and didn't. Then just done. Yeah, it just it ended so abruptly. Just done with it. Uh, now, like the like the original one, there's not tons of action in this movie, but when the action did occur, I thought it was well done. I thought a lot of this stuff was pretty awesome looking. Oh yeah, I mean the visuals are just they're incredible. When he goes when he goes to see Deckard in that desert with the giant oh, statues, yeah, holy, oh, the whole the, the whole color palette of that, yeah. and then especially the with the malfunctioning um, Elvis. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that scene was awesome, and the, and the sound too. The sound in this, the the, the I love the score. I love mm. the the Mm-mm. no, no. I I liked that's not like I like what that. I want to know. What I want to know now, when did scores just become loud noises? Because <laughs> yeah. there's a couple sequences where, like, there's literally nothing. It's just a person walking over to Ryan Gosling, and you just have these extremely loud noises. Yeah, that's what it is. But the, yeah, that worked. But, that worked for me. I, I was, I was like, into it's it. a person. It's like it's, Mackenzie Davis is just walking over to Ryan Gosling. I'm like, we don't need these ridiculously loud noises. We don't have to fill every space with loud noise. We, I get it. It's the future. It's the future. <laughs> I understand. Would you think of uh, it, I think. Would you think of Harrison Ford? I thought he was actually kind of shitty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like when he shows up, I'm just like, he's just. He is he putting in effort. I felt like he, yeah, I, I, he just, maybe do we I, we might have even talked about this before. I I felt like he's he's been phoning it in for years. Well, now. I just I like his hair. But I mean, I understand that he has kind of been, I guess, in exile for thirty years, so he's not going to be the best kept guy. But like, he comes out like gray t shirt, hair's not even combed, just gray t shirt, and he's just like you know, like you said, he's just kind of phoning it in. <laughs> it's just, He's like they, the only way they can make this movie is with me. I'm not. I'm not going to give it my best effort. I'm still getting that paycheck. I thought he was good in. If you can do it. Do it. I thought he was good in Star Wars. It seemed like he was actually. Yeah, tr- he was good. In that he one. was actually trying in that one. <laughs> this one, he's just back yeah. to like fuck it, whatever. It's a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thank- thankfully, he's not in it that much. He's he doesn't yeah. he doesn't play a huge role, which is another thing. Like so. Ryan Gosling gets saved by this like resistance group or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, "You have to kill Deckard." And I, I don't. Now I did, I did get up to use the bathroom right around this scene, so maybe <laughs> I missed something. Why does he have to kill Deckard? Like, what is Deckard? Deckard doesn't want anything to do with anyone. He's like Batista. He just wants to be left alone. <clears throat> he, he's yeah. not affecting anything. He's not out looking for. His child, it's why does he have to kill Deckard? I'm not the only reason I can think is because they're going to get um, Wallace is gonna Wallace has Deckard and maybe they they're afraid that Deckard's gonna speak. Oh, so you know, okay, so they they think that, but I they yeah, but I mean, Deckard doesn't even know, first off, right? He doesn't know what's going on, yeah. He he designed it that way. He designed it so that he wouldn't know where the kid was. Mm-hmm. I guess they just didn't know that. I guess they just come in their bases. Yeah, just make sure he's dead. Make sure that sob is dead. <laughs> All right, what'd you think of Leto? He's terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, whereas Harrison Ford phoned it in. Leto was like he was like the polar opposite. He was like he was going so. I read that he blinded himself in preparation for this movie. Oh my god! He 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 was in deep this movie. 
I don't, I don't like movies anymore. I don't think. <laughs> I'm done. I'm <laughs> done with film. Uh, yeah, that whole um, the the big scene with him and Ford, I just that didn't work for me at all. It's because he kept talking. Yeah, I mean the stuff that he was saying was just so it was annoying. Like I found everything that he said annoying. Just like shut up, just shut up, <laughs> just shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's my exact same thoughts the entire time. Words were coming out of his mouth. Just be like, this would be so much better if he just he shut his fucking face. Yeah, I wasn't. Wish he would. I wasn't too into into him in this either. I mean, there I, there was some cool stuff like the little floating stone orb things that he had. Yeah, and like little fish. I liked his office or whatever that was. <laughs> I I gotta imagine though with the light and the, the ripple water, you would have a fucking headache every Probably. day. Probably. It does seem every day. It does seem migraine inducing. That's probably why he's blind. <laughs> fucking idiot. His his office was too intense and it blinded <laughs> him. <laughs> they were designing it and they were like, Look, we can do this for you, but it's gonna be really intense. And he's like, That's what I want. I have the fish, it's fine. Do it. <laughs> do it. Ripple water everywhere. <laughs> Please have it reflect. Reflect <laughs> onto the sand walls. Uh, I thought the scene, the, the the one scene when they, I think it was the scene that they introduced him was it was the uh the, like the birthing or whatever of that new replicant that mm-hmm. he yeah that was really the only scene where I was like okay but like that was enough with him and I was like I, I was done with him after that one scene. Yeah. I liked that scene, I I li- especially the the look of that scene. We didn't need him to come back though. I don't right, think. I, I liked I liked that uh, birthing sequence. It was pretty pretty cool. And I guess he he killed her because she, he was trying to make a pregnant one. Is that is that what was going on there? Is that why? He... I don't know. I don't know. See, that was another problem. Is he was talking a lot like during that bit, and like you said, the whole time I'm thinking, just shut your fucking mouth. So I wasn't. I kind of wasn't listening yeah, I didn't, to him. Yeah, I, I really didn't retain much of what he said. No, because the, the mode of delivery is just, it, it didn't sync up with me. It wasn't wasn't working. I was just filtering it all out because he was angering me, really. Before I forget, this, and this isn't anything on, <laughs> on the movie itself, but promotional materials for this movie. We got the orange, we got the teal. Give me a break here. This is supposed to be an uber stylish, you know, high-end movie. Why do you got to go with the, the teal and the orange on the posters? And the poster is so generic. <laughs> it's so generic. Just once, I want these people to design a good poster. The original Blade Runner poster, iconic. That poster yeah. is iconic. This poster, this one, garbage. Much. Absolute garbage. Zero effort into this and I, and I think that that's one of the reasons why Blade Runner 2049 will not be talked about in 20 30 years because of its, be. its garbage bull- comes down it's garbage bullshit poster was the fact that it's not a good movie I think that'll hurt it too honestly I didn't I didn't hate the movie I thought I thought it was no. fine I just I I don't see what the big deal is about it. We we have a written review up on the site. Mint reviewed it for us. He gave it a nine out of ten. A lot of the other critics that um, I often agree with are loving this movie, and I'm just not there. I'm I'm just not there with them. It has an eighty eighty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, with an average rating of eight eight point two out of ten. It's like the first one where it's yeah, it, not- it really is. I'm not going to be upset with anyone loving this movie. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go out of my way to argue with you. Exactly. Like, great. Yeah. It's just It's just not working for me. Yeah, like I said, a lot of people get get a lot out of these movies. And I just, I'm unfortunately just not not one of them. Uh, I totally understand if you, if you love it. And I think that a lot of it rides on just the style. I mean, it's funny because all the pieces are in place for, for me to love this movie. But it's just, mm-hmm. it's not there. I love these kind of cyberpunk, hard sci-fi movies. But for some reason, this series just does not gel with me. Yeah. And I think that 
as far as sequels go, this had disaster written all over it. I mean, you come out with a sequel oh, yeah. 35 years after the original, and there's just, I mean, the odds are stacked highly against it. And I think that it turned out pretty damn good for being, you know, a, a sequel that, yeah. to come so late after the original. Although it's it's uh, not doing very well at the box office. It did get first place this weekend. However, that was only with uh, $31.5 million, So not doing great. The, the first one wasn't that big either. Right. And I mean, like, this is a cult movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I just, I don't think that the, the fan base is as big. Right. Agreed. And it's it's certainly not a very accessible film. It is It is long. It's a lot more cerebral than I think a lot of people prefer in their sci-fi movies. I mean, these days it's like transformers, you know, (laughs) like that's as deep into the sci-fi territory that, that most audiences will get. So I don't think they should have expected it to be raking in the dough at the box office, but I think that it will have longevity. I think that enough people are behind this one that it, it will remain relevant. And yeah, maybe it will become a cult classic like the original. I would be surprised because people that love it are going to love it. Yeah. I mean, that that certainly seems to be the case. Looking at Letterboxd, let's see. Average rating on Letterboxd is 4.3. Yeah. So 30% of the reviews on Letterboxd are five out of fives. There you go. So it's really... As far as like movie lovers, they fucking love this movie. All over. Yeah, it's. I mean, people are calling it a masterpiece. Yeah, that's. I think that's when you like. Let's just wait a little bit. Yeah, let it wait. Let it. It just came out this weekend, so let let it brew for a little bit. Let it steep just for a couple of days. Sleep on it. All right, just sleep on it. Like I said, I was loving it. For like the first hour and a half, I was I was like, "Holy shit, this movie looks incredible! It's badass." I mean, it's a badass premise, right? A Blade Runner, just it's a cool name, it's a cool occupation. You go around killing replicants, and it was I thought a pretty decent premise, but it just really fell off for me. Yeah, I'm with you. So, what are you gonna rate this, motherfucker? Oh boy, uh, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna sit at a six on this one. Yeah, I think I'm like a six as well. I think it's worth. I think it's worth seeing. I think it's. I saw it in the Dolby Theater, the Atmos. That shit was crazy. It, yeah. was, it was just rumbling, just nonstop rumbling the whole time. It was. It was interesting. I had a couple weird theater experiences though. One, somebody started playing music on their phone during the movie. Okay. It was like country music, and okay. they played the music for like. I don't know, eight, ten minutes straight. What? Yeah. They just were listening to music while watching the movie. And somebody went went out and complained, and they brought somebody in, an usher, in and told them to turn the music off. And I was like, you have to ask them to do that? You have to ask them, to t- please turn your music off. Please don't listen to music <laughs> in the theater during the movie. Thank you. And I could see the usher. He He was just like, the look on his face was like, I actually have to do this. Like, this is something I have to ask a human being in a movie theater mm-hmm. to turn off yeah, their yeah. music. <sighs> Unbelievable. Please, please don't and then there was this one dude. Please your music. This one dude, he was like, he was sitting in front of us and then he gets up and he moves behind us. And this is assigned seating. So I was like, ah, that's a little weird. He was like wearing a hoodie with the hood up and a giant backpack. And I just got this kind of sketchy vibe from this guy. And he kept like getting up and like walking down to like the, where the stairs were. And then at one point, probably near the final act of the movie, he gets up and he goes down to the stairs. He bends over like on to the ground, gets up and then goes back to his seat. And when he gets up, I noticed there's a red light, like where he was. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, did that guy just plant a bomb in this theater? So I get up and it's like, you know, all, all the lights are off. I get up and I go down the stairs and I'm like, okay, well, I'll just go to the bathroom. And I couldn't see what it was. It looked like some kind of black box. And I was like, what the fuck? It turned out it was his phone. He plugged his phone into an outlet. 
that, that was there. <laughs> it was weird, though. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, why would you be like, oh, I got to charge up my phone. Better plug it into this movie theater outlet. Yeah, that, that would creep me out. It, was, it, it, it wouldn't have been... I probably wouldn't have thought much of it if he wasn't already acting weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's Blade Runner mm-hmm. 2049 in theaters now. Give it a light. I'd give it a light recommend. Just you know, if, if you're a fan of the original one, I think you'll you'll enjoy this one for sure. Yeah, go for the visuals. Just go listen to some country music. <laughs> you'll be all right. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's move on and talk about something we've been watching on the watch list. Uh, I don't know who we started with last week, but we'll start with you, Kevin. Who knows? Uh, I watched Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. From last year. Was it Fide Alvarez? Is that his name? Yep. Right? Yep. Is that who this is? It is. Okay. First thing, I thought this was a horror movie. Mm, I, I don't know. Why was I Why was I under the impression that this was a horror movie? This might be my fault. I don't know. But for whatever reason, I thought for sure this was like a horror movie. I think it's considered a horror movie. I mean, it's more of a thriller. Yeah. But... Well, that's what, like the whole time, I'm like, no, this is, this is just a thriller. It's just a simple thriller. That's all this is. I've been duped. I think the horror aspects come from when they go into the the basement with the semen. Oh, the, the semen. yeah. That that's <laughs> that's where the horror aspects come into play. Yeah, I was that was a bit ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. Like this movie was okay. I think for what it was, it wasn't. It's because it's really, really, really basic. I mean, this is just bare bones. Because like the actual screenplay is awful. Like, all the dialogue is terrible because it's all basic as shit. And it's really simple premise. It's completely preposterous. Like, I don't know what the hell these kids are thinking when they're like, well, we're going to break into this guy's house at like one or two in the morning and we'll just find his money. It's got to be somewhere in the house, right? We'll find it. Like, I know the guy's blind, but come on. You think you're just going to walk into a house and find all of his money and just be able to waltz out? So, I'm, it was all right. And then with that, that kind of reveal at the, like, I don't know if that was like the midway point or whatever. It just kind of got ridiculous from that point on. And then also became a bit repetitive where they're just like, oh, they finally made it. Nope, he's back. Oh, looks like they made it again. Nope, he's back. It's just the same thing over and over again. I think they're working on a sequel to this i think there's gonna be a sequel which makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> yeah i know because i know that they kind of set it up for that one the guy's blind yeah how's he gonna find anyone he's not finding anybody and also you mean to tell me those cops didn't look through the house at all like, i don't you wouldn't go down in his basement and be like oh shit there's something going on here like why does this guy have yeah a harness and all these pillows why is there a mini fridge what the fuck's in this mini fridge? Why is there a shitload of semen? This is really weird. We should look into this. Yeah, I love this movie, but I don't think there should be a sequel. No, it's just a terrible idea. And then another thing, I was I was so confused because like the credits rolled and every single name is Hungarian. And I'm like, what? What is going on here? But here, they, all the interior stuff was filmed in Hungary. Guess they found the right house. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently, hung- Hungary is, I guess they got some sort of incentive deal going on. Maybe, yeah. Because a lot of uh, Blade Runner was shot in Hungary, too. Yeah, that, that must be some sort of tax haven or something. Yeah, they're, they're courting, courting the movie industry. Hmm. That's Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. It was all right. I was a big fan of that one, so I'd say check, check it out. I saw Cult of Chucky. The, Ooh, y- yeah. yeah, so this is the new... New Child's Play movie directed by Don Mancini, uh, director of uh, the last one, Curse of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. Uh, yeah. I would I would say that this is probably the second or third best movie in the in the series. This is the what fifth, sixth. This is the seventh one, I believe, in the series, and it's I think one of the best. It's awesome. I was so surprised with the, with okay. this movie because this is coming out. It's coming out on on DVD and VOD, so it's like a straight to VOD DVD thing. Wasn't expecting much. I I liked the last one. Okay, it was it was all right. I liked uh, Fiona Dorif, Brad Dorif's daughter. 
she she sort of is the new um protagonist in the series i liked her uh in the last one she's in a wheelchair by the way and uh so i thought that that was cool that they did that this one so cursed curse of chucky it's all right it's it's decent they're going back to horror with that one so like bride and seed uh were both basically comedies they were they were really tongue-in-cheek and goofy and kind of spoofing the child's play series and stuff and they went to some really weird places with it not that i didn't like those movies but i'd always prefer the more kind of straight up serious horror that's where curse like curse went back to just straight up horror this one also very serious sticks to horror and it's just it's awesome they the animatronics on chucky are better than ever it he looks awesome he's so creepy in this one the the kills the deaths in this are insanely creative and horrific and wild and it sets the it sets the franchise up to go in a really interesting direction and i'm just i'm excited to see where it goes so if you ever if you like any of the child's play movies and i would say people just people kind of just discredit these movies and think that they're like crappy because it's a doll and whatever but if you ever watched the original child's play movies they're actually good and i would say this one is definitely up there so check it out cult of chucky one of my favorites in the series okay uh i'm gonna just make this one real quick but on amazon prime if you have amazon prime they have the the 40 40 year anniversary of uh texas chainsaw massacre oh which my wife hasn't seen, so we watched that. Did the old rewatch? Oh my goodness! Isn't it amazing? Isn't it just like the most it's amazing just, horror it's movie? It's so incredible. And the thing that really struck me this time around was the cinematography and the music. Like, I don't. I didn't really remember the music. You know, I, I didn't really find that too memorable. But this time around, it really, it really uh, jumped out to me. And another thing, because we did all those other Hoopers, right? And I kind of saw a correlation with those other films about he always had this like family angle and this one i kind of it's weird right because they're an awful family they're just like the worst family ever in the world because they kill a lot of people actually I don't know, is this like the first time they killed people or they have were they killing people beforehand? well we'll get into that in just a minute okay so because i never i i don't remember this scene where I think it's after he kills like the second or third Leatherface like runs into the room and he's kind of like looking out the window like all frantic and he sits down in the chair and he kind of puts his hand hands on his head like oh god what the fuck is going on here and you know and then when they come home and they're kind of like you're not supposed to leave him alone and you're just kind of thinking like okay this guy's not supposed to be left alone he's barely even human like he can't speak or anything he's just trying to get his work done and his brother left him alone. He's got these weird people just waltzing into his house. He's probably just like get frightened and just like he has the hammer there. He's just gonna smack him in the face with it. Because with the foot, people keep showing up. He doesn't know what to do. He's overwhelmed. Is what's happening here? Leatherface is just overwhelmed. He's scared. People He's overwhelmed. Keep... He's misunderstood. These people just keep walking into his house. They just walk in. They're just wandering around, checking rooms out. Like, the first guy's like, oh, there's a big squeal. Let me walk back here, see what's going on. You know, turn around, boom, stranger in your house. Got them out, you know. And then next thing you know, a couple minutes later, another stranger. He just, he doesn't know what to do. He's scared. Leatherface is scared. Yeah, yep. It's not his fault. (laughs) Not entirely. Like, you know. One of the, he's not. The thing that scared me the most the first time I saw this movie as a kid was the, just the house itself the rooms in the house mm-hmm. utterly terrifying yeah. just how like to this day any movie that i see i feel like it pales in comparison to that house and how they set up that house it, it, it well, you can tell it put a shitload of work into it i mean it was first off it was so detailed and it was just so utterly horrifying all of the things it was like you couldn't look anywhere and not be horrified by what you're looking at in that in that right. house. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just so incredible. <clears throat> On the flip side of how incredible 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre was. I saw Leatherface, which is the new one. Oh yeah, that's right. So this is uh this is a prequel. This is the origin story. So this goes all the way back to when Leatherface was a kid. And it sort of gives us the the backstory on how he became Leatherface. Okay. All right. So it sort of does a it sort of kind of uh does the same thing that Rob Zombie's Halloween did where we get to see <laughs> him becoming whatever and it was just it was bad it was not i i was pretty excited for it because i actually heard good things about it so i was like oh man people were saying this is the best best one next to the original and all this stuff and so i i had high hopes for it I actually watched this on a plane believe it or not nice. <laughs> yeah yeah uh i had to be very careful of people sitting around me and didn't didn't want them to see too much of what i was watching because it's this one's pretty it's pretty bloody it's pretty gory but uh unfortunately yeah it's just doesn't really bring much to the table other than some decent gore effects it's pretty bog standard they try to flip the script they try to psych you out and they they try to make you think that it's one thing but it turns out to be another thing but it's like so what the when the when the big when the big reveal happens you're just like oh I don't care. Like I, I didn't care about that. Yeah. Steven Dorff's in it. He plays this uh, kind of crazy wacko sheriff who wants to kill Leatherface's family. Lily Taylor plays the mom, the oh, okay. uh, the matriarch of the the clan. Mm-hmm. Finn Jones is in there. Iron Fist. He plays a deputy. Okay. It's uh, it's just not very good, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. I watched Inferno. Oh yeah, Dario Argento. Little, Ar- little Argento action. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, first off, the score of this movie is fucking terrible. Keith Emerson, Emerson, Lincoln Palmer. It's uh, he just it, like he just noodles around with that synthesizer. He's just fucking noodling all day in this movie, and it just like a lot of it just doesn't fit with what's on the screen. And it just kind of like undercuts everything. I find that, uh, yeah, I find that to be true of a lot of Argento stuff. Like later on, his later movies, once he once he starts getting into metal, it's just like none of it matches up at all. And you're just like, what? What is going on here? Yeah, and it's just like Emerson's just doing. He's just he's just being obnoxious with a synthesizer. Really, is what he's doing. And it, like at the same time, Argento's making a movie. It's just really bizarre. It doesn't work at all. And the problem is that there's a lot of synthesizer there, and it just ruins a lot of it. <clears throat> also, the story of this is kind of ridiculous. The whole the, the three mothers thing kind of seems superfluous because it's a nice start, but it doesn't really seem like they utilize it in any way, except that people start dying someone's killing them we don't know who it is and then we kind of get we figure some of it out but a lot of it just seems like someone is in the house either in rome or in new york and they're just like oh let me check out this level that no one lives on it's just with them wandering around for like 15 minutes and then they die and it's just kind of like why do they have to die why are they wandering around like why are they so invested in this just none of this really makes sense and then to make matters worse is that you have the damn synthesizer going, Keith Emerson going ape shit on a synthesizer. It's just like, why is the music not fit at all? This is really obnoxious. Uh, but I mean, there's some there's some bits to it that are pretty great. I don't. We have that whole sequence where guys like I'm gonna drown a bunch of cats. I don't know. That seemed like a very odd tangent to take. And then he ends up dying because of all the rats. I don't know why. I don't know why he was so hell bent on drowning all them cats. I don't know, but whatever, I, whatever. I mean, there's that, and then there is that funny scene where that woman gets attacked by a bunch of cats, and it looks like they're they're being thrown at her. There's like twelve or fourteen cats, and there someone is off screen throwing cats at this woman, which is just insane to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know about that's one of those things where. I want a complete breakdown of that scene. I want everyone that was involved with it interviewed. And I just want to know what was going through people's heads, how they did it, how they executed the logistics of it, 
where did they get all the cats? How did they throw the cats? I just I have so many questions. And then the other, my favorite thing was when the guy's getting eaten by the rats. He's in the water. All these rats are eating him. And he just yells at, yells out, the rats are eating me. And then a little bit later, <laughs> then he, rats, he yells out, the rats are eating me alive. <laughs> There's so much of the dialogue is just awful like that. Yeah. Uh, so now, have you seen Suspiria? Yes. Okay. Suspiria, love. So that was the absolutely love. That it. was the first in the Three Mothers yeah. trilogy, and then it was Inferno, yeah. and then the Mother of Tears, which came out in 2007. So that's the third one. Right. Uh, let me just tell you right now: don't bother with the third one. Don't okay. do not bother with the Mother of Tears because it was absolutely atrocious. Mm. That's a, that's a bummer. Check out Stendhal Syndrome. Yeah. That one's worth it. I have to check it. I was just really pumped out. I was so excited to finally watch Inferno. I, actually, I actually, you should incredible. Actually, you should watch Opera. That one. Th- that's one that I saw not too long ago. I talked about it on the show. That one was. That was pretty bad shit. That was, that, one, that one's an Argento worth looking at, or or, pheno- nah, or, or phenomena. You'll like that. That one's <laughs> fucking weird too. Oh yeah, that yeah, that's that one. I remember you talking about that <laughs> girl one. that can communicate with insects. That's, dude, that's Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, that one's interesting. Uh, let's see. Did I see anything else of note? Yes, I saw Gerald's Game. I don't know if you heard anything, saw anything about this one. This came out on Netflix. Well, Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. Gerald and his yeah, games. it's based on a Stephen King novel. This is directed by Mike Flanagan. This is the main reason that I wanted to to, to watch this one. Big fan of Mike Flanagan. He's the guy who did Absentia, Oculus, Hush, Ouija, Origin of Evil, all those movies. Actually, I didn't like Absentia, but I liked all the others. And um, so Gerald's Game, basically, it's about a couple who they decide to have a nice vacation in their their country home out in the middle of nowhere, Mm -hmm. rekindle their, their love, their their uh, marriage by having this kind of kinky sex weekend and uh-huh. they, they get the, the husband played by Bruce Greenwood gets handcuffs and he, and he handcuffs his wife played by uh, Carla Gugino. Gugino. <laughs> How do you say her last name? I don't know. I never heard it said before. Me either. Which is because I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like I, she's in. And that name's been around for a yeah. while. But uh, no, I've well, never, never learned it. Yeah. My apologies. Anyway, uh, handcuffs her to the bed. Things go terribly wrong. And she ends up basically being trapped, handcuffed to this bed with no way out. And she basically goes insane. And some really crazy, very interesting things happen after this, ha- this after she loses it. Yeah. Very simple premise. But it's it deals with a lot of really serious issues, and it deals with them, I think, in a very fascinating way. Not all of it works. Some of it is a little cringy. But there's, a, there's something that happens at the end of this movie that I couldn't even believe what I was watching. It was so difficult to watch that I was just like, oh, my God. It had to be one of the most shocking, hard to hard to look at moments in cinema this year i think it <laughs> is whoa oh my god it is intense uh but yeah i liked this movie it's definitely worth a look it's on netflix again that's called gerald's game based on the stephen king novel not uh, again some some things are a little meh i don't know the the finale the the final scene i was just like that doesn't necessarily work but Overall, it's it's a pretty crazy, uh, pretty crazy movie. Yeah, okay. I might have to check out on that because I, I did hear about it, but I didn't know Flanagan directed it. Yeah, because I kind of I heard Gerald's Game, and I'm just like, well, that's a terrible title. It can't be good. Same here. I was just like, eh, I don't know about that one. And, and Plus, it was Netflix. It, so I'm just like, yeah, it was it was Netflix. It was probably a Netflix movie. It was Netflix, and then I also saw the cover where like she's handcuffed to the bed, and he's kind of like spooning with her and i was just like uh anything else on your list 
No, that's it. That's all I got. All right. That's all I got, too. So let's move on and talk about some new releases. All right. This week we have The Foreigner. That's the one with uh, Jackie Chan and I think Pierce Brosnan. Not into it. No. Doesn't look great. Happy Death Day. Okay. I'll check that one out. It's like a, it's like a Groundhog Day riff where every okay. day every day she wakes up and it's her birthday, but she gets murdered at the end of the day. I'll give it a I'll give it a look. And for some reason the uh like the the poster and the like the logo or it's like the birthday cake, it reminds me of an eighties horror movie. The only thing that I'm not mm-hmm. too stoked about with that is that it's PG thirteen, so probably gonna be uh, neutered to a certain degree. We have Marshall. Yeah. We have Marshall starring Chadwick Boseman. Wait, is that the movie about Very Good Marshall? Yes. Is that what? I didn't know that that the time was upon us. Well, that's what it says here. Um, I don't know if it's going to be limited or what. Let me see. It says wide. It says October thirteenth wide. So we have Professor right. Professor Marston and the Wonder Wo- Women. About the uh, it's biopic about the creator of Wonder Woman. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to think about that. Uh, goodbye, Christopher Robin. Yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's about uh, the relationship between the beloved children's author and his son. The little Winnie the okay. Winnie the Pooh biopic. Like I think all the movies that you talked about so far are biopics. <laughs> Marshall, well, especially Happy Death Day. <laughs> That's definitely a biopic. True story. We have Breathe. That's the Andy Circus one with uh, and, and Andy Garfield. Oh, you got Andy Garfield in there? Yeah. 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 Hmm. That was an inspiring true story. The, the inspiring true love story of Robin and Deanna Cavendish. Well, there you go. Wow. Got to, all... We have Tom of Finland. It's a fucking biopic. Swear. Let's see. Just stop. We'll just stop naming movies. It is biography. Are they just dumping all of them (laughs) in the one weekend? We have American Satan. Is that a biopic? A young rock band, half from England, half from the U.S., drop out of college and move to the Sunset Strip to chase their dreams. Okay. Doesn't look great. Human Flow, that's the Ai Weiwei documentary. About uh, refugees, yeah. I'm sure that that's very p- powerful and moving and disturbing and sad and a roller coaster of emotions. I would imagine. Ooh, the secret scripture comes out. The secret scripture. That that reminds me. Uh, I got an email about this this faith based movie that's coming out, and in the email mm-hmm. that they were talking about how there's a new genre of faith based movie called hard faith where it's a little bit edgier and they were like where most faith-based movies are are for families this is more for adults it has a pg-13 rating and i'm just like what hard faith hard faith i i i'm wondering yeah i'm wondering if that's gonna be taking off or it's just that one because i think right now it's just that one probably just the one i'm not gonna mention what the movie is but yeah we have Six Below, Miracle on the Mountain, mm-hmm. starring uh, Josh Hartnett. Ooh, Hartnett Comeback. Hartnett Comeback. Who else is in that? Oh, Mira Sorvino. That's right. Okay. Oh, Sorvino Comeback. <laughs> never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know what's going to catch on these days. Nope. Maybe Six Below, Miracle on the Mountain is going to be a sleeper <laughs> yeah. hit. You never know, honestly. The world doesn't make sense anymore, Adam. No. Alex and Eve wasted the story of food waste. Do we need another food doc? Well, it seems like that actually came out like six years ago when we had like 47 in one year. It actually did play. Remember that year? Yeah, I do. It actually did play festivals quite a long time ago. We have a review for that up on the site, I believe. From like, I think it was from Tribeca like two or three years ago. Wow. Uh, Let's see. MFA. I'm actually kind of interested in this one. An art student struggling with 
with creativity is violently raped by a fellow classmate. After attempting the traditional routes to cope with her trauma, she impulsively confronts her attacker, a decision that has deadly repercussions. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, kind of interested in that one. All right, what else we have here? Swing Away. This is a golf comedy. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Get back. It's a it's like a it's a golf comedy, but it's like it's like a light it's like a light comedy. It's like a rom com starring uh, Shannon Elizabeth. Remember Shannon Elizabeth? Everyone's see. I smell Everyone's I, trying it. I smell a Shannon Elizabeth comeback. And John Everyone's giving it a shot. And John O'Hurley from <laughs> from Seinfeld. <Yeah. laughs> Mr. Peterman. It's I'm telling you, everyone's giving it a shot nowadays. What's the point? You might as well. <laughs> You have to lose. Just do it. Just do it. We have Haze. It's a drama about frat hazing. Got Bad Blood the movie. Got Silvio coming out. Finally. That's actually one worth worth giving a look. Yeah, I've been waiting for this movie, it seems like, for like five years now. Yeah, I think that's coming out on on VOD too, I'm pretty sure. How to break up with your douchebag. (laughs) That's the name. Of an actual movie. How to break up with your douchebag. <laughs> oh my god. Nice. I wish they would just go back to like the the crazy exploitation days of the seventies and into the eighties and just have these just balls out wild titles for movies. It's a it's a Spanish comedy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. All right. All right, let's see what else we got on VOD this week. On the 10th, we have Dementia 13, Mm. a remake, I believe. The Great Day. And then on the 13th, we have Swing Away, Six Below, Miracle on the Mountain, Talon Falls, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Now, I'm actually quite interested in this one. This is by the uh, director of Bone Tomahawk. Ooh, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the one with Vince Vaughn. Very interested in that one. We got MFA, Adam and Eve, and that looks like that's it. Blu-ray this week for Tuesday, October 10th. We have Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Mm. Ooh, Ed TV's getting a Blu-ray release. That's exciting. Problem Child from 1990. Bowfinger. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bowfinger. Fan of that one. I was a fan of Bowfinger. I was too. If it holds up. No. Basketball. I can tell you right now, basketball doesn't hold up. No. I just, I, I actually, I actually just rewatched basketball like a few months ago. Yep. Oh my. And I was just like, whoa, nope, this does not work. The Beguiled. Really didn't. That one really didn't do it for me, unfortunately. I just, I have no interest in seeing that. Yeah. I keep. Thinking to myself that I should, like I should watch that. Problem is, nothing really happens in it. Like it's just there's just nothing going on in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hold firm, not watching it. Brave New Jersey. Oh, it's uh something about like World War of the Worlds takes place during the War of the Worlds broadcast or something. Wish Upon. That's the (laughs) one with the. the box that grants wishes, but it's evil. Oops. It's evil. Yeah, of course. It would be great if they just made one that was, wasn't evil. It wasn't just evil. Gave... It grants the wishes. She <laughs> has a wonderful life after. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, you get your wishes. There's no, like, semantics bullshit. Yeah. You just get what you ask for. Everything's wonderful. Uh, let's see. We got Blood Feast from 1963. Arrow's putting Add that out. Add it to the list. Yeah, I would uh, I would give this one a look. I actually saw this for the first time not too long ago. This is a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie, mm-hmm. and oh boy, it's so funny. Like this this movie was like really edgy for for the time. It was gory, it was bloody. That there was nudity in it. It's pretty wild. <laughs> it's it's check that one out it's there. ridiculous. I mean, it's not it's not a good movie, but it's it's fun. Open Water Three Cage Dive. Give that one a look, maybe. No. Friday the 13th, the final chapter is getting a Blu-ray release. Why wouldn't you just wait for a box set? Just wait for a box set on that one. 
Kill Baby Kill coming out. Kino Lorber is releasing that one. That's another one that I would probably eh, maybe light recommend. That's a Mario Bava from 1966. Wasn't that into that one. The Flamingo Kid from 1984. Uh, Changing Lanes. That's one with Ben Affleck and Samuel L. Jackson from 2002. I, I thought that that was the one that Ryan was into for a second, but then I realized it was that was some of all fears. Remember, he's all into yes. some of all fears. <laughs> uh, I have not heard the title "Changing Lanes." <laughs> Changing Lanes. And when did you say it came out? Twenty twelve? No, not twenty twelve. Two thousand two. Was it two thousand two? So for fifteen years, I have not heard that title just now. Yeah, Man, that brings me memories for some reason even though i never saw it <laughs> i don't think i ever saw it either i think i saw but it's it. just like i just remember that point in time in my life for some reason no so do i just it's like senior year man yeah we were graduating yeah uh pilgrimage comes out and that's pretty much it okay all right what do we have on the criterion front this week we have two we have a contemporary and a classic First, you have the 1952 Orson Welles Othello. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And then 2015's The Lore. It's about a mermaid. Mermaid. Mermaid movie. Yeah, mermaid. It's it's a it's a horror musical with mermaids, which I I, I want to say that just sounds ridiculously interesting. Yeah. Um. I mean, a horror musical, mermaids. Horror musicals don't usually work, but no. Maybe that and one. I don't know if mermaids work. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, the mermaid thing. I've never thing. experienced a mermaid movie. The mermaid thing, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Criterion's put it out, so it must be something. Yeah, it's got to be something there, I would hope. Yeah, there are there. That's it, those two. Boom. All right. I think that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at FilmPulseNet and at FilmPulseKevin. And if you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash FilmPulse. Consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week.